Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Yeah, but, you know, they're, they're your wild cards on the Deadpool, aren't they? Yeah, like, uh, doing the Deadpool, it's just like, yeah, I've got to put a wild card on. I put Frankie Muniz on a couple of years ago well, because put, he, was going, he was going a bit, just a bit, bit wild. Hey, what? I put Tim Hemman on just because. You just, know, just because. Just because. I mean, he seems so straight-laced. A whole he's new, so likely to die in a horrible... Brings a whole new year-long meaning to, come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. <laughs> come on, Tim. It's your year. <laughs> it's your year. 2020. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. And I'm Cal Noble. You see, if you're convincing. <laughs> I thought I was convincing. You I thought just I... didn't even try and do the voice. I don't, like, I'm never going to try and do Cal's voice. I've tried before when it comes out. <laughs> it something... comes out as borderline racist. Almost certainly, given <laughs> yeah. that we're the same race. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. impressive. <laughs> Who are you really? I am Nathan Brown. Our resident marine biologist. I'm not a marine biologist. What's your degree in? Marine biologist. There we go. Okay, yeah. No, it feels like we've done that before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cal, Cal is uh, offshore. He's in the sea, dangling around, as he does. He's, he's such a professional dangler. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've uh, roped in some help because, you know, we didn't want gaps. We, we like to deliver every week I've heard. what we deliver. <laughs> I've heard it's a professional outfit. A professional outfit. <laughs> I mean, you, you've lived in and around this professional outfit for a while. Yep, I have. I've, I've... As an observer looking in, how have you felt about it? I, it's very professional. I, I'm less professional today. You don't have... Um, we don't have things in front of our faces. Yep, Mike from By the Mash Tun has uh, half our equipment. And so, uh, <laughs> so we're back on the snowball and using Audacity, which I can't remember how to use. So hopefully That'll... we sound... Electric. We're going to sound echoey, <laughs> kind of tinny, oh, but I clear. Hate echoey and tinny. Alarmingly clear for the cost of the microphone. That's that's that's, that's a, a glowing endorsement for the blue snowball. Let us not forget that the snowball is a great piece of equipment. So I think we should uh, jump in and watch some cartoons. Uh, last last week didn't really give us any major uh, revelations. Uh, so we had a we had a giant baby. He was involved. Uh, there was the storks from the great stork strike of many years ago. Uh, we're back in the mix. Ah, yes, I remember the great stork strike <laughs> of many years ago. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Uh, let, let us assume that I am fully up to date with the goings on. Um, <laughs> You're pretty up to date. <laughs> I'm pretty up to date. I'm pretty up to date. But if 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 say some of the listeners weren't as up to date as I am, <laughs> yeah. what did happen in the last episode or two? Any any any, <laughs> any genuine nuggets to take okay, away? Well, uh, here's what I can tell you: Sylvester yeah. has at least once lost all nine of his lives. Oof. I th- I'm aware of that. In his, uh, okay, you're, I'm, you're I'm up to date. You're oh, fine. Okay, okay. Uh, it was one episode ago. You're, you've done very well. You're, you're, you're the best guest host we've ever had. Okay, and also one of only two. Uh, yeah, no, and also, yeah, because I was one of the other two. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Sylvester has lost all of his lives. They went to hell. Not very good for him. Uh, Witch Hazel is in the mix now. There's some actual magic going on, which has been a long time. Like, oh. not really since the genie that granted Bugs his powers has there been I mean, 
like magic certifiable there's actual magic in the mix and clearly last time magic turned up it it put quite a spanner in the works with the whole most powerful rabbit ever exactly so presumably so talking about rabbit the one thing last week uh, bugs presumably future bugs because he had his wired nephew Clyde (laughs) Uh, with him, uh, but he inserted himself into a lot of uh, important events in American history. Uh, mm. But we kind of presumed he'd done that already, and he didn't really meddle that much. I think he just went so he could say he was there. Cool. I think it's just so the, the last few episodes haven't really uh, haven't really rocked the boat too much. Uh, so we're jumping back in with Sylvester. So hopefully we'll see you know to some extent what's happened with his lives. Uh, he's he's here with Hans. I don't know who Hans is. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure we'll find out in by word of mouse from October second, nineteen fifty-four. Okay, so Sylvester there, very much in the mix. Yeah, and and in the mix with mice. Yeah, I mean. It's got that sort of European style that we've seen ever since the Dover Boys. <laughs> very, very European, European but... but like, yeah, and yeah, a lot of kind of, um, what sort of angles going on? There are some that? serious, there's some non-Euclidean geometry going on. Yeah, which, uh, pretty leads, heavily. leads me to believe that, you know, this might be a Sylvester fever dream sort of situation. Ah, as opposed to a kind of Sylvester hunting situation. You think this is him sort of... Living the nightmare. Well, he's had a hard time of it of late. Like, he's lost all his lives. <laughs> Gone to uh, hell. He had that Jekyll and Hyde sort of potion. Uh, and we've definitely had episodes where we go, I think that is what he was think- thinks was going on when he was a monster. <laughs> so, it, they're like, that, that's not his reality. It's, the, it's his, like, that's what he feels dream that, That's what he fills that gap with <laughs> yeah. in his memory. But, yeah, I'm not really sure. Because it starts in, in Germany... Uh, Very much in Knockwurst so. uh, on the Rye, yeah, um, which sounds delicious. Yeah, I'd eat it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I thought, okay, well, it's just they're drawing it like that because it's Europe. But Hans, the mouse slash baby elephant, getting we- in early with that one this time because that trips us up a lot. Exactly. You don't want to get halfway through a mouse episode and they have to double back, well, yeah, which everything. happens every time. It's like we talk about them. It's like, oh fuck, what we decided in like episode three. <laughs> Uh, so this time, <coughs> getting in the ground floor with that one, mice and baby elephants, let's not forget it. Maybe not all mice, but at least some but mice. Uh, but this German mouse, Hans, he travels to America to have a, have a look about. Um, he is sort of appalled by the uh, the uh, consumerism. Uh, understandably. Yeah, understandably. I'm appalled. I'm with I'm, Hans. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm with Hans on this. Uh, well. So uh, his uh, American sort of friend takes him to see an economics professor... And uh, he he really gives us the rundown of uh, the mass production model. To be honest, I found it very educational. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from that yeah. mouse. Uh, but uh, during this this series of lectures, uh, Sylvester gets on the prowl, uh, but uh, comes a cropper in the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, like he 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 falls into the sewers after a powerful stomp by the professor. Yeah, the, the professor also a mouse stomps on a manhole cover like a human sized manhole cover and it just flips up now if you were a mouse you stomped on a, on a manhole cover <laughs> I do not believe it would flip uh, perpendicular to its previous angle unless you're a very powerful mouse 
And that leads me to believe that at least the economics professor was a baby elephant. Yeah. It's, which it's means, the most reasonable deduction. Which, if anything, makes his uh, his uh, tenure <laughs> at, at, more, PU University. at Patnall University <laughs> all, all the more impressive. Yeah. I mean, he's done very well for himself. The, you know, there's, a, there's been a few weird things. Like, I... Because, like, is he a professor? Because most of the lectures took place in, uh, basically, the the desk or filing cabinets okay. yeah. of presumably the human professor of uh, oh. economics. Yeah. And using those as sort of a flip chart. Yeah. And all places to hide, but well, not hide. But luckily, they they managed to always hide in somewhere that was pertinent to the next <laughs> well, class. There was, yeah, either... Both pertinent to the next type class, but also easily findable. Yeah. Like, either... They like, filed themselves uh, under um, mice once. Exactly. And then in a very clear water container on a small boat. <laughs> Define very clear. Uh, more than translucent. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for, for, a, for a water dispenser, how clear would you expect... With you, Nathan Brown, I, marine biologist. I will, as a expect, marine expect Very clear, I would accept... Blue plastic. Blue plastic. Blue, no, sorry. Blue see-through translucent plastic. Yeah. So that's the that's your hard limit, but this yeah. was just clear. This was just straight out clear with Not mice in it, very visible, terrible hiding place. But then again, Which it, made did, they weren't it to did necessitate Sylvester drinking the entire container to get them out. Which um, then slowed him because down. Because he didn't want to make a mess, presumably. Because <laughs> he could have just taken the, the top off. You can say what you want about Sylvester. <laughs> but he's not, he's not sloppy. He's, he's a sloppy drunk, but he's not just sloppy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like so, like so it didn't really answer much about Sylvester, but like I I don't know. Like, I don't know how much of this is... Uh, dreamscape. Dreamscape. Uh, but also, in this sort of pretty Lovecraftian sort of arc we have for Sylvester so far. It, I don't think it's unreasonable to uh, like not rule out him making some sort of dark pact with uh, someone in the underworld yeah. to allow him to return. That's always on the cards. The question is, why is he in Germany? Well, he's not. He's in America. Oh, yeah, he's in America. It's just because they didn't <laughs> tell us where America It's because no. it looks so European. It's, it's, it's exactly. so fixed it's, in my brain. But then maybe that's the, that, that's the problem with the dreamscape. But then again, the whole thing was framed in a like much like much like Frankenstein is a, someone telling a story, and uh, you know, it's yeah. sandwiched with Hans telling the story, which is probably why it's from this European in perspective. Because he he the, the entire time we are seeing the story, Hans is still in Germany. Yeah, like so he's still seeing it through German landscape eyes. Yeah, that's true. Like, and and I guess it's 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 the people, like, it's all the mice around him listening to the story. It's their mental they're, they're, image of it. Yeah, exactly. And they've never seen America, so they've they don't know America. about the Euclidean angles. So, I mean, so then, like, Sylvester's presence uh, could also be uh, explained in a just sort of unreliable narrator sort of fashion. It can also be back in time. Because it it's could a story. Be, yes, it is. It could be before he lost all his lives. Yeah. There's so many possibilities. This answered nothing. <laughs> so but it didn't create many problems either. No, which is it didn't. No, like that's normally the worry with the with the episodes that answer nothing. <laughs> is that it's like well that answered nothing, and also life's really difficult. No hiccups. <laughs> this one, no hiccups, but nothing really learned. As far as we're aware, Sylvester could still still just be in hell. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like. Maybe he's maybe he's only allowed to to view uh, life when people are talking directly about it. <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> he's got a te- he's got he's got a telly. He's got a, yeah. he's got a telly. And it, it just turns on and if someone's talking about that's him. That's his hell. He just gets this endless list of mice and other small creatures describing him as this horrible, vicious monster. I'm just worried for the first time his uh, now estranged son talks about him. Oh. Because he's just going to watch that. Yeah, and it'll be heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, I'm keeping that because that, it's, it's just suitably horrible to give a sort of schadenfreudian <laughs> humour to the... Uh, to the whole to, affair. To the whole affair. Until right. we work out when he's back. Okay. So, Sylvester in hell watching people he knew talk about him. Yeah. As his own personal hell. Yeah, absolutely. It seems reasonable. <laughs> it seems reasonable. Okay, it's good to know that you're audit- <laughs> auditing hell in <laughs> such was, a fashion. It seems fair. If I was going to design hell, it would be that and cues. Like, long cues... For See, that. For, for, for that. <laughs> At the end of it, you get to watch one video of <laughs> someone talking, talking about, about you. About you. Yeah. And, you know, you never know how that's going to pan out. Yeah. And then you just get and in line again. Out. Okay. Right. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you don't run hell. No. Well, I'm glad I don't run hell as well. <laughs> pressure. <laughs> too much, wouldn't yeah, it? It's just a bit much. Yeah. Didn't yeah. cover that. Uh, so, moving on then to another one, which I, again, I, I can't see answering a lot. Because uh, there's one listed character in this next one, Ralph Phillips. I've got high hopes for Ralph Phillips. Now, I Ralph think... Phillips, Ralph sounded like a dog's name, but I thought it was odd that he was given a surname. I clicked on Ralph Phillips. dogs don't have surnames. And it took me to a list of Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies characters. Because <laughs> I was like, it's got a link, so he must have a Wikipedia page. Because it's not yeah. a red link. No, it's a clear blue link. So I clicked the, I clicked the link took me to a list of Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies characters upon which Ralph Phillips did not feature. So whoever whoever diligently linked this to the list of Looney Tunes characters was clearly trying to say this isn't one. It was a ruse. Or Ralph Phillips, very elusive. But, you know, I I should have just scanned along to the notes section because it says only blue ribbon cartoon for Ralph Phillips. So I can't imagine he's going to have a major effect. But I've said that before and sometimes it just actually... Just ruins everything. Yeah. As I said, I've got high hopes for Ralph Phillips. I think he's going to be the man with the answers. So, or the dog with the answers. So this one's called From A to ZZZZ. Uh, it's a Ralph Phillips number from October 16th, 1954. <laughs> so that actually, you know... It was a bit more involved than I thought it was going to be. It was also very yeah. entertaining. Oh, it was a, a very enjoyable episode about a sleepy little boy called Ralph. Sleepy little boy called Ralph. Uh, he's got a, he's got a sort of Charlie Brown vibe to him. Yeah, he's got that wibbly lined kind <laughs> yeah. of um, smile. Just the general style of it. Just yeah, it felt it felt very Charlie Brown. But yeah, he's basically he's in school and he can't concentrate. He keeps daydreaming and Endless inserting thing. himself into various situations, adventures. Uh, until he gets, you know, repeatedly reprimanded by the teacher in various ways. Yeah, but the none of them really he... bring him back. No, no. Well, well they, she brings him back into the classroom, but then instantaneously he's off again into another daydreaming adventure. Yeah, so to briefly run down the various daydreams, he stares out the window, he sees a bird, and then uh, the, bird Turn, the bird turns into, into him, him. And then he flies like Daffy Duck. He flies around like just sort of chilled out like Daffy Duck. Yeah. Uh, he winds up uh, 
after being asked to do a maths problem in the chalkboard, fighting the nu- sword fighting the number five, yeah. uh, making a bow and arrow out of the letter D and the letter Y, yeah. and f- facing and fighting numbers. Like, yeah, fighting numbers with varying bits of chalk. Yeah, there. and he kills the number he, five. He kills and the, the number, number five and the number eight, and well, we'll return to that. I think yeah, let's run down the that other. That seems important. The uh, then there rings. was he gets asked to send a letter, and he um, gets chased by Native Americans. Yeah, it's like it's like po- Pony Express sort yeah. of vibe. Um, he uh, becomes a sailor, becomes a sailor, and dives to the bottom of the sea. Uh, to raise a submarine. Yeah, with that, his mighty, mighty... With his, with his powerful... He's a powerful... He's, he's a powerful girthy boy. He's got he's a, a anchor tattoo yeah. on his chest. Of course he does. Yeah. Uh, then he uh, he's briefly a general, like an army general. Yeah. Oh, he's a boxer. He gets asked to stand in the corner, and yeah. then he's suddenly... In and the, then he's suddenly in the corner of the ring, and then he turns around, and there's a huge boxer yeah. there. He does a bit of that. And then at the end, he's a, like a, on the way out. He's an army general. He's, he work, he's, like, he's got the corn cob pie. Yeah, he's, he's um, a, is it says, Hatton? I don't know. Yeah, it's one like, of, like one of the famous that sort like, of kind of. But uh, and then he says he will return. But like it's basically these series of daydreams, uh, and just the in and out of them are caused by no. Well, into the daydream is always caused by something he's been asked to do in the classroom, yeah. and out of the daydream is always the teacher caused by the teacher sort of interrupting his daydream. Yeah. Now. It would be easy to write this all off as daydreams, except... It would be wrong. It would be wrong. Morally wrong. It would be repugnant. <laughs> and negligent of us. Yeah, because we, we, can't, we can't do that here at the Space Shack Continuum. <laughs> That's not what we're here We for. can't let stuff go, yeah. because when he snaps out of the, um, the uh, like fight in the blackboard... There are no fives on the blackboard. There, there are, are no, no eights, eights on the blackboard. Which leads me to believe there's no letter D, no letter Y, no letter I either. Yeah, because they've all been used up. They have been removed. Now, I was worried for a brief time frame that that would mean that they've been removed from the mathematical and alphabetical canon. You see, that's where I'm at. So, <laughs> so please. Okay, all right. Um, H- his name now yeah. is Ralph Flips. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Loops. Loops. <laughs> Ralph Loops. Sounds like the guy who would have this kind of um, daydreaming power. Yeah. More so than Ralph Phillips. But also, like, we've, because also, just, just tying into the sort of recent Sylvester thing where it's like it's been hard to tell what's like mad fever dreams, what's like yeah. what's what. Having something like this that uh, strongly implies that the. The power to daydream and change things can exist. Yeah, like muddies that water even further for me. Well, exactly, and and creates the the potential for the danger of it as well. Like if it's one thing when a sleepy kind of adventure happy go lucky young boy named Ralph is daydreaming class about going going on these adventures, but what if what if whatever power this is suddenly translates to some a character like Sylvester, like and then you've got. I mean, a drunken madman. A drunken Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> undead, like just, just madman. Yeah, yeah like kind of um, with the power dreaming. to stop with his mind. Yeah, exactly. It's it's terrifying, and it puts, I think, a huge um, sort of gravity into the this into this arc. And the thing is, like, before. we've seen nothing to suggest that uh, any of the sort of. Uh, Dreams we think Sylvester was having while he was the creature uh, have 
had that sort of effect. No. But the the sort of tie-in between Ralph's daydreams and what's actually going on suggests that no matter what was going through Sylvester's mind when he was the creature, some semblance of those things, at least in the way the world physically reacted with him, was true. Yeah. It's just that he's framed them differently in his mind. Because that's the thing, is that we're like, I think we, we have to take into account the fact that the portal has, by whatever mechanism, chosen to show us this. I was going to say, this, this has become pertinent. Yeah. Like, so far as whatever uh, sentience behind the portal is concerned, it wants this is pertinent information right now. Yeah. And, uh, and I, think, I think that, yeah. It leads to some some worrying possibilities. Absolutely, and I'm, like, I'm scared. And, and and the absence of the the letter I <laughs> is the least of them. Like and I mean, like the main worry is if five and eight are gone, where does that leave basketball teams? <laughs> that is, the, yeah. I mean, are they, are they upping it to six? Are they lowering it to four? Exactly. Does number nine need to take over both eight and nine's duties? Like, I mean. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 going to be it's going to be difficult for for LeBron. I think if uh, if he's got to he's got to do this with only three tunes next to it. Exactly. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they they give him five. Well, yeah, ideally on I, the court at any given time. You know, at the moment, like you'd, you'd be worried about who's going to be his reliable buddies in this situation. Like the 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 tune worlds are. I mean, it's a mess. It's it's, it's, it's a, mess. a dangerous place to be. So we're going to be constantly on the lookout for the numbers five and eight <laughs> in the hope and that the letters D, Y, and I. That in maybe, the hope they've returned to the mix. That maybe they've just been, you know. What I would like, what I would like, is if we just see, uh, like, uh, in the standard array of ten digits, two symbols that we don't recognise, <laughs> and in this alphabet, three <laughs> symbols that we don't recognise, because uh, <laughs> they. Someone had to reinvent them because they disappeared, yeah. and someone had to invent symbols. And it's just like what? it's like A B Schler, <laughs> A B C Schler. Schler. <laughs> it's like oh, I've got to make a symbol up. We've got to have something. We've got to, that, we can't just you know that duh noise. Yeah. Didn't we have something Didn't for that? Something for that. Oh no, that's Schler. <laughs> Schler. What this refreshing drink? <laughs> yeah, this refreshing adult adult soft drink. drink. Yeah, like that's it's. Oh, was Schler the other way round, or was it a boozy, a boozy soft drink esque thing? I don't think it matters. <laughs> Which was Schler? Who called it Schler? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, what are we calling it's, this new? This, this like, new this product? is refreshing. We need a, we need a name. We need a brand. We need, we need something, something zingy, something in. zest, something crisp. Schler. <laughs> it's like sold. Well done, Keith. <laughs> Keith, you've not had many good ideas. We're about to cut. We're about to kick you out. But actually, we think this new schlur thing... <laughs> this new schlur thing. This crisp, refreshing schlur. Yeah. You're going places, yeah. Keith. <laughs> yeah, so this has opened up a lot of worrying uh, possibilities to... Yeah. Uh, it, like, it's, uh, it doesn't feel like it's kind of done much confirmation of anything, but it feels like it's just added horrible foreboding. Yes. Right. The other uh, aspect to the Ralph Phillips situation that is... Uh, Worrying, not as worrying as I thought it was going to be, is uh, I thought this was the only uh, one in the Looney Tunes sort of universe, but I knew there was more Ralph Phillips. Uh, but there's a, there's at least another one, a Merry Melodies cartoon. But there are two outside of the Looney Tunes Merry Melodies yeah. thing that he that he was in for the military. Yeah, and like kind like, of military shorts. So things. I'm worried, like it opens up like just in the same way as Roger Rabbit 
you know, screw yeah. this by bringing Disney into Is the there mix. another universe that you need to deal with? Yeah. The There's military the military cartoon, cartoon universe. universe. Uh, and uh, the answer is probably, yeah, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so every, like, it seems to be happening a lot of late because we also had some people who, like, were sort of drawn in the sort of Hanna-Barbera style who sort, uh, sort of okay. turned up. Yeah. And so that has also... You know, made us question the relevance of the Hanna Barbera universe uh, to, this. to this whole escapade. It's worrisome. Um, it's worrisome because mm. uh, you know it, this whole thing. I you know I think you'll agree. In your short short time here is a thankless task. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brutal task. It's a, br- it's, it's, it's a brutal, it's not... daunting. Yeah, and it, like it kind of um, like you know it fills you with sense of dread at some point, and then other times great joy, and it's it's a roller coaster yeah. ride. It's the first one more. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It was mainly the first one. It's a roller coaster ride at a not well maintained fairground. And I don't, yeah, and I don't really think they should be bolting on extra bits. Oh, it's like no one has ever really thought at the end of a, at the end of a terrifying roller coaster ride. I wish this was three years long. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. I think uh, never of true words say. <laughs> um, normally at this point in the show, we would uh, hound LeBron James uh, by some means. Uh, we're going to uh, forgo that this week in the in the uh, wake of the the Kobe situation. Yeah, it's, it, it, um, seems, it seems fair. It, it just it doesn't feel like the thing to do, yeah, especially as he won't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's the other major problem. He's, <laughs> he's close chums with me and Cal at this point. Yeah. Like he presents us sometimes, yeah, but I mean, normally just after the tweet. <laughs> ultimately, I would say he's been very, very involved and receptive to what we've had to say. Um, so we're going to forego that this week and uh, jump uh, right back in with some old favourites. Uh, we're watching Quack Shot, which is a Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd number from October thirtieth, nineteen fifty-four. <laughs> So Daffy, trade union representative? I mean, he certainly seems to be claiming to be. Is being a duck a trade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Well, mm, no. Uh, no, I, actually. Technically. I have, technically, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's a vocation. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry. It's a species. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there, there in the end. We'll get there in the end. I recently listened to an episode where you and Cal discuss in depth um, hunting. Yes, and it was uh, very strange. It was very strange, and that um, perhaps hunting is a form of employment. Um, the animals being hunted yeah. is a form of employment. It's a job that people can do. Um, people go hunting them, shoot them, and then you get to sort of trade that in for food items at the end. <laughs> yeah, or like <laughs> your... yeah, it's like tickets at uh, uh, an arcade. Yeah, tokens. So you know, get some. Go and, after... go and get a giant inflatable. <laughs> Something, yeah, like. or a ring, a decoder ring, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So like, and that also helped us out a lot uh, with the reason guns don't do anything, <laughs> and no one seems to know what yeah. they do. Everyone seems to be surprised if someone dies when shot. And the, in this episode, that was so painfully clear. Like Daffy doesn't blink when he gets shot. Like he's just kind of yeah. But Daffy is mostly uh, yes. cybernetic at this point, and. If uh, a certain point in this cartoon, people believe squishier than we, 
Imagine. Yeah, he can I mean, spit through a tiny hole like an octopus can. Yeah, like which suggests that the cybernetics that he's made from are very advanced. Yeah, he's, he's, he's impressive. He's an yeah. impressive piece of kit. He's daffy duck. <laughs> Especially for the 50s. But the interesting thing about, like, because ultimately, you know, from a, a brief overview, this, this episode is uh, a pretty standard format Daffy and Elmer hunting episode. Yeah. But with one notable exception throughout, Elmer's good. Yeah, El- Elmer was getting it done. He was John Wicking yeah. the whole scenario. Like, Daffy is on the back foot the whole episode. Yeah. Like every time he turns up, like he, he uses some advanced military manoeuvres. Like Yeah, he's definitely like putting his military training into the, like he creates yeah. a smoke screen and sort of like comes know, in under, uh, under under it on a surfboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he he goes in under the boat, which is what get yeah. told us he was squishy because he draws a very tiny hole a with tiny a normal hole. hand drill. Yeah, uh, but he can fit up through it. Yeah, like without any hesitation, yeah. and then back down through it. Yeah, as that well. was impressive. By I don't really the understand. Complex like, drill mechanics. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's a Daffy thing or if uh, we have to assume from the fact that him just winding the drill the other way shortly after the event, uh, can you do that with any task? If you make a mistake, if you just do it backwards it quickly enough. Like, yeah, it's got to be... It's like a five-second rule. in the instant of the moment. You go, like, oh, sorry, mistake, yeah, and yeah. you just do the thing backwards and it actually reverses it time. It reverses it. Yeah, I, 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 for five seconds. I think it has to be um, some form of like turning mechanic for it to reverse time. It would it just seems insane to something, me. That it, something that's easily like yeah. the, the 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 reverse action of which is very easily mappable. Yeah. Like, so like a pneumatic drill, not going to reverse nah, that's time. No, that's You would have to do it so precisely backwards. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Whereas a you know a good drill, like just a, a good, turny drill. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a turny drill, as they call it. A drill. <laughs> a turny, the old turny drill. It's just because I used pneumatic drill and that confused the issue. <laughs> I could have said hammer. You use a drill. <laughs> like, I would say most days you go to work. Yeah, but, probably. you know, not pneumatic ones. And I got, I got, you know, I got caught up <laughs> I, in the heady heights of pneumatic drill. I know, All I couldn't remember how a regular drill just does it. It just, it, it, does it. It's a turn, yeah. isn't it? It's okay. just a turning motion. Just a turning motion. <laughs> There's a lot of hand actions going on <laughs> at the moment. It's great radio. It's yeah. great radio. Uh, but yeah, so that was the interesting thing, is that Elmer's actually getting very good. And previously, we framed these sort of hunting episodes quite often, uh, especially when it's Bugs and Daffy involved, as training exercises to try and get Elmer... Ready. Ready. Like like, pumped. Because... Uh, we think Bugs knows that he's given Elmer uh, some semblance of power. Yeah. Um, he has got some hypnosis those, powers. Yeah. He's got some other bits and pieces. He so he's, knows, he's, he's a, he he's knows a Elmer has player. potential. Yeah. And they've been trying to draw that out. And but I he's also an egghead. He's also, yeah, just an like, egg. Yeah, just, <laughs> just an egg. And it's, <laughs> if we're all honest with ourselves, yeah. we've got to remember that Elmer is an egg. And the thing is, is with eggs, is without training, not up to much. Yeah. But the the it's, it's taking is the point. Like yeah. it's like he's he's upped his game. Oh yeah, that like it was. He's it quite was, formidable. It was impressive. Yeah, like that Daffy. There was a point there where, like Daffy was because Daffy wasn't bringing by how 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 much he was failing. Yeah, like, Daffy wasn't bringing like his B game. No, like, no, he was, no. He was, he was, he was going. Yeah, for that it. tiny little boat that looked like a knob of butter. Yeah. <laughs> With the turret on top, yeah, it's important. That, so that that got it done. So yeah. there, were t- there were two points where Daffy got the upper hand. Yeah. One was a tiny boat with a tiny cannonball in for both of Elmer's eyes. eyes. You fired that, yeah. and then at the very end, 
Elmer came a cropper, but I, I think, think, I think, that, I think Daffy... Elmer's hubris, though. Elmer like, did it to himself. Yeah, Elmer put... He, he thought he had it. He filled he just, a boat with dynamite. Yeah. He put Daffy in it. Daffy yeah, managed to escape, and the boat wheeled round and blew up the pier. Yeah, but, it was overkill. It was too much. But ultimately, like, Daffy didn't make that happen. Daffy just managed to escape. Yeah. But, although I, I, I have to give good credence to uh, Daffy's escape, it was... Beautiful, it was spectacular. It was it was classic Daffy, yeah, like just sort of bouncing across the water. That's how he does it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the way to it's the way to leave. The uh, problem with most modern movies is when characters walk <laughs> off into the sun sunset. <laughs> There's no point are they bouncing on their own head. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So like, it's it's really it really puts a downer on, <laughs> on the no. whole affair. Yeah, exactly. And they're not cackling a lot of the time. <laughs> Because that's all for the like At the end of Shane. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of Shane as well. I was thinking of Shane. <laughs> I like the fact you referred to Shane as a modern movie. <laughs> we when Shane came out. It must be about this time. Contemporary. <laughs> it's probably contemporary to me. So Daffy recognised this issue like immediately. It's like, we can't be ending films like this. Yeah. Who's a pioneer? Um, unfortunately, no one followed suit. No, they carried on just riding off stoically into the sunset for, for years, ruining films, ruining the end of good films. But uh, yeah, it's like it, it's, it's always nice to see Daffy end an episode that way. Yeah. Now, beautiful. I knew I'd got you on the show for a reason. Your marine biology expertise. Let's talk about them fish. Yeah, so, like, again, adding credence to the unionisation aspect to it, which also put a strange slant on the training element. Yeah. Like, at the end of the episode, um, uh, Elmer decides to switch from hunting to fishing, deciding hunting's a bit a bit too dangerous. Um, and he pulls out a little fish, and then a big old fish comes out, and word for word, verbatim, repeats Daffy's position yeah. at the start. Just swapping the word duck for fish. Just, uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, he wasn't yeah. really, he's just, don't shoot ducks, keep killing my butt. And, and like, it, it's a very clearly sentient fish comes out to the to the aid of this. And we haven't seen the big walking uh, fish in a long time, no. and not since the really harrowing episode ages ago with the guy oh, with the moon face, I can't yeah. remember what it's called, and that had a sort of celebrity chef fish. Yeah, and it was... So this is the first, like, walking it was, around it was on madness. tail fish it was, we've seen. Yeah, and it was, it was one of the episodes that you were assuming it was a cover-up. Yeah. Like, because there was... It, there was just no story, no nothing. It was madness. Well, also, I think Cal just really didn't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> I mean, that is reasonable. It upset him yeah. deeply. Yeah, it is understandable. It had terrifying characters in. So, um, but Daffy comments and says, "Strong union," and yeah. then goes cackling off. So the question is: explained. Is it that fish, part of the reason you haven't seen so many of them, have just been incredibly well unionized all of this time and they've they categorically said no we're just gonna they're not getting hunted because like, I think this is the first time like Daffy's really taken it on himself to protect other ducks yeah. so I'm wondering if Daffy has stepped into that role reasonably recently yeah it also lends credence to the idea of these things being jobs you can take yeah because um, well, you need to protect those interests but it's you know it's also probably gives you some level of accommodation it's like I can live here but on the premise that you know ultimately we're, we're being hunted uh, in time this to time. crazy game yeah uh, so do you think Elmer then just isn't playing by the rules he's not well like... I think there's an interspecies sort of uh, 
like sort of rivalry just for just for sort of uh like almost like workers rights right yeah. it's like there's an interspecies rivalry it's like yeah i mean like i know we all agreed to this but ultimately i think ducks are getting a bad rap like he hasn't been hunting rabbits for ages yeah. like fish like you know there's no fishing on this lake these yeah days. but then presumably that's just because their unions are so their high. union is strong like, it's so strong like they've, they've just been like look you can hunt you can hunt the fish you can fish the fish you can fish the fish but it's gonna cost you it's gonna cost you a lot yeah, they're right. so like yeah, maybe they're just getting better deal, and yeah. Daffy has gone. Do you know what? It's time for me it's to, it's to time stand up for ducks. Stand up for ducks. Uh, it's, it's just the new. It's the new movement. It's the new stand movement. Up stand, for stand up for ducks. We'll get some badges. <laughs> we'll get some badges done. Get some badges. Get some hats. Get some leaflets. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to be on the leaflets. <laughs> we'll work that out. We'll go. So I think that's about where we're at. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's basically uh, Elmer's training is going pretty well. Yeah, and uh, I think. Daffy, having seen that, is sort of in the points like, look, my work here is is coming to an end. Very much. Do you, it's do you time, think it'll it's be time for me to start looking to after my own? And going, if you need more out of Elmer, you're going to have to take over. I'm going to look after. Well, you. I think Bugs is the only person who can really take Elmer the rest right. of the way. Yeah. Uh, like, because we, we we always figured they had a sort of the Doctor, the Master sort of uh, love hate uh, relationship rivalry going on. Like, but also obviously. You know, sort of the last of their kind. <laughs> like, yeah. so, you know, they don't don't don't, don't want to end it, but they're still just you know enemies. Yeah. Um, and we've seen a lot of uh, you know a lot of stuff to that effect in the past between Bugs and Elmer, and I think Bugs has to be the one to take Elmer the rest of the way. way. Like Daffy's been reasonably good on the sort of practical aspects. Yeah. But but in the you know in the sort of bring him home, bring him bring him moral into the and emotional yeah. uh, aspects, uh, I think only Bugs can take him there, which is terrifying. <laughs> Which is terrifying because Bugs is a dangerous maniac. <laughs> uh, but then again, so is Daffy. So, you know, Fair. we've started down this road now. So that's that's the way of it. I think that's a, as good a place as any uh, to leave it uh, as ever. Thank you for listening to the show. It's uh, nice to know we're not on this journey alone. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please, uh, uh, if you could uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are now on uh, Podchaser as well, which is a really good platform for finding a new podcast. And it would really help us out if you could leave a rating or a review uh, there. Uh, as ever, we're going to leave you with a song. And given the Ralph Phillips uh, situation, it seem it would seem imprudent to not roll with uh, pure imagination. It's from... the time to get it in. But, but so uh, here's one of the greatest songs. It's it's great. It's just one of the greatest songs. It's just and and haunting. Yeah, oh, terrifying. Hundred <laughs> so, you know, percent terrifying. Like luckily, the haunting aspect will be removed somewhat because you won't have the images here. But I guess they were burned into your retina as yeah. children. And uh, so, and you, if you, they weren't, imagine them. Yeah, just, just bring, bring it up. Just Ralph Phillips it. Just Ralph Phillips. Just imagine it. them in. Just, just dream it. And so, then uh, the numbers five and eight. So uh, we'll leave you with uh, Gene Wilder, uh, <gasps> pure imagination. Uh, and uh, until next treat. week, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me, and you'll be. In a world of pure imagination Take a look and you'll see into your imagination We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy X.
explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it, want to change the world. There's nothing to it. Hurry up, Violet. This way, Grandpa. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free. If you truly wish to be 